Is that an alligator? Do you see it? Yeah, it is. It's coming at us. Do you see it? It's pointing its nose towards us right now. You can tell by its like wake. It's not too big. Actually, it might be huge. Well, a lot of it's underwater. Holy smokes. So about South listeners, I bet you're wondering how Kelly and I got here on the side of the road with a giant alligator headed our way. Well, that's our first episode of the second season of About South. We had headed to Louisiana to record several episodes that you'll hear across this season. And while we were there, we decided to take a quick side trip to what's been called the end of the world, where the road ends and the Gulf begins. But the end of the world is a hard place to get to and it's an even harder place to be, especially when we consider that Louisiana is losing approximately 38 football fields worth of land per day. At some point, we ceased to become podcasters or part-time journalists, and we were overcome with the sheer experience of the place. The birds, the alligators, the humans. We weren't sure what we'd find when we started this journey, and we weren't sure what we were looking for. And as you'll hear at the end of the episode when we reflect on our trip, none of those questions became any clearer at the end of the world. I'm Gina Kaysen, and this is About South. So we decided that as a side trip here, we were going to try to find the end of the world, Louisiana, which is a place that Kelly almost made it to once, but then it got dark and you needed to turn around because you were worried you were going to actually drive into the Gulf. Yeah, a little bit. We also didn't know because it was dark and because we did not have a paper map, a mistake we have remedied this time. We didn't know if we were on private property because there's also... Uh, energy station somewhere around here um, and so we'd drive to d- down roads that look promising but then would turn into like access roads for this fenced off like energy piece so I mean there was a little bit of like am I gonna like wander into this like energy station and like get myself electrocuted somehow and I'm at the end of the world so nobody's ever gonna know about it to like <laughs> bring me back home um i'm gonna be on like a newspaper headline but you wouldn't make woman searching for the end of the world these are the two opposite scenarios either nobody ever finds me or or there's a headline woman searching for the end of the world electrocutes herself (laughs) (laughs) well we're hoping that won't happen but so we decided we're gonna find the end of the world so today, we were like, okay, but see, you can't just, like, GPS into the world, Louisiana. Because maybe you had first heard about this because you saw a random blog that you now can't find. Yeah. So is the end of the world even real? Right. And is it, well, now we have other questions, too. Is it real? Also, is it the southernmost point? Because I thought it was the southernmost point in Louisiana at the time. I thought it was the furthest south you could go in Louisiana. 
we've since found information that contradicts that. Yeah. So step one, map. Right. So we go to the gas station um, because we're like, gas stations have maps. Uh, the problem also is, though, you know, Kelly and I are, like, half-step apart generationally. Where I grew up, when we went on road trips in college, and after I was in college, and for many years, um, <laughs> not, yes, for many, many years of my life, you couldn't put something into a GPS on your phone and, mm-hmm. like, it take you there. Yeah. So, with GPS, you already have to know where you're going to know where to tell it to take you. And, like, I didn't grow up with that. So, I'm like, well, we need a map. Like, we need an atlas. Like, when I was an undergrad, my roommate and I used to go on impromptu road trips. And we just would, like, look at an atlas and, like, figure out how to go somewhere. See, I also, when I was first in college, I couldn't put things into a smartphone or a GPS device. But I would just think I was headed south from eastern Kentucky, southeastern Kentucky, and end up in West Virginia. So it's not, it's not a generational divide. <laughs> it is literally that I am clueless whenever I drive, and I don't consult maps. Um, so we should probably play the audio from our gas station visit. Right. But first of all, we want to say there are no maps at the gas station. Can we come in? Oh, okay. We're just looking for a map. We're just looking for a map. Oh, you don't have maps? Okay, all right, thanks. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, no sorry. problem. Thank you. Do you know where we might be able to find paper map of Louisiana? What do you need to paper map for Louisiana, Baton Rouge? Louisiana. Uh, yeah, Louisiana. I may have one. Oh, but do oh, you, don't really? you need it? No, I have to use it. Um, let me see if I still. Oh have my one. God, that's so amazing! Wow, that's so nice. She's gonna give us a map. Okay. Mobile, Mississippi, uh, Houston. Let's hope this is Louisiana. Where are y'all trying to get to? We are trying to get to the end of the world at the bottom of Louisiana where the road turns into the Gulf. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're actually doing a podcast. I'm actually recording. Is that okay that I'm recording you right now, giving me this map? That's fine. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, this is New Orleans. Okay. So that it may have an inset map of, of Grand Isle or something like right. that because uh-huh. that's where you're trying to get to or Plaquemine Parish. I mean, basically yeah, as far south as we can get. We're trying to get to essentially the end of Plaquemine Parish. Too yeah. cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, take this one. Okay. And maybe that'll help. Thank you so much. So much. What's yeah. The podcast it's called? called About South, oh. and it's about the South. Fabulous. I'm gonna. Yeah. Look us up on there. iTunes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Good luck yeah, thanks.
That was so amazing. Okay, so Anne, please tell me this is still recording. Yes. Okay. Oh, good. Anne just hooked us up. We went into the convenience store to recap. They were doing a shift change, so I guess the convenience store. Yeah, this convenience is, store is a little weird. They lock the door at a certain point in time, and you have to do all of your business through that box in the front. Because they're doing a shift change. But then we met Ann, who said, what y'all need a map for? And I said, don't you need it? And she kind of laughed, because no one needs maps anymore. And then she wondered about where we were going. Let's look on the other side. We may still need to go buy an auxiliary map. Yeah, I don't, I think this is all still land. We need like... <laughs> oh, but this is going to help us a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It's nice to see you too. I feel like that was a little bit of a sign. She knew exactly where we were going too. She's like, oh, so you're going to like Plaquemines Parish. So now we know kind of where we're going. And we have confirmation that my idea of where the end of the world is also matches somebody else's idea of about where they would put the end of the world. Anne's idea. Anne's, yes. I like also when I told Anne she was, uh, we were recording, she kind of spoke up a little bit because I think she liked being recorded. I like Anne. Okay, I like <laughs> Anne too. All right, until next time, I'm going to figure out how to stop this. All right, so we come away. Thanks to Anne with this map of New Orleans. I can't believe she just like gave, straight up gave us her map. Right. But as you could hear in the recording, she <laughs> clearly does not need it anymore and found it really bizarre. But like Anne, if you're listening, thank you so much for your map. Um, The problem is, is this is a map of New Orleans and this map actually doesn't show the end of the world. No, there's still land on all four edges of this map. I'm really grateful for this map, though. And I may put this map up in my house and think of Anne. So then, we were like, okay, there's probably a map at the large big box retailer that dominates the South. Mm -hmm. So we went there. So here we are outside of a large box store. I'm not proud that we're here. Yeah. But it may be, because Ann's map is awesome, but Ann, Ann's map... There's still land where it ends. Yeah. I think this is a this is a good start, and this map is a huge memento for me of this trip. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a huge Anne fan. Yeah. Anne is great. Anne is the reassurance that we needed. That we can find the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to go in this big box store, and uh, we're going to find a map. Yes. We might need a couple maps. I think we're going to need a lot of maps, because we're not really sure where the world ends. 
Yeah. We have a good idea, but it could be a different spot than we think it is. I think that's true. I think the end of the world is changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's head in. like a map section there used to be like you could buy atlases and things maybe in like automotive stuff maybe or books okay oh yeah thank you so much I mean I'm partial to Ram McNally but I'll take whatever we can get excuse me sir what's that one behind it Oh, yeah. Well, here's Louisiana Atlas. Oh, yeah, and it's going to give details. What's that one that you have? America's Road Atlas, the whole United States. I don't think we need the whole United States. Look at how detailed this is. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, I don't know how much it is. It's priceless. We also should be noted we just bought the last Atlas Louisiana. <laughs> this is the last atlas on our journey to the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Will you hold my phone? Unknown item. Set aside and touch OK. Unknown item. Oh no. Hold on. Please scan your first item. Unknown item. Set item aside and touch OK. Oh. Unexpected item in bagging area. Excuse me, sir. It's saying this uh, atlas is an unknown item? Oh, no. I realize no one buys these anymore. Okay, well, maybe scan Oh, maybe one. so. Get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, Thank you so much. All right. Where did you find it? Uh, it's the, the last one in the back. Oh, That's the, the last atlas in the world. Wow. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to use it anymore. Wow. <laughs> Approval needed. So other people also just can't believe that we actually want a physical map. Which I think has to do with the coastal wetland loss, too, in Louisiana. Paper maps. When you're losing 38 football fields of land a day. Does a paper map, can a paper map ever accurately depict a situation that's changing so quickly? No. I mean, not at all. But a paper, a GPS map also probably can't help you. Like, the global positioning can see the land loss, but, like, what's happening to the roads? I mean, surely, like, they're not, at some point, you're going to lose a football field that's got a road on it. Right. It's just going to happen. Right. Well, go ahead. I just think, I, I wonder if it's antiquated technology, right, or a combination of that, and how can you adequately draw Louisiana when the coastline is changing all the time? Okay, so you had shared this interesting fact with me that 
everyone knows Louisiana is shaped like a boot. Mm. I mean, it's the boot state. I mean, not because people wear boots. Maybe they do. But, like, it's The Italy of the United States. It is the Italy of the United States. (laughs) Yeah. In every respect. And it's on our road signs, right? The boot shape is so iconic, Louisiana. That's the shape that you identify as Louisiana on quizzes in the 10th grade when you're trying to identify all the U.S. states. It's on the road sign, like Louisiana, state road, blah, 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 boot shape. That's not an accurate depiction of Louisiana. Louisiana is no longer shaped like a boot. It is shaped like a shoe. Well, it's not the top that's changing. No, the ankle's there. Right, so it's more like a leg warmer. (laughs) (laughs) Louisiana is the leg warmer of the nation. Or maybe like a spat, right? Because a spat is like flat. Oh, yeah, okay. It could be a spat. It's a spat. I'm going to have to look up what a spat is after this. But we did find, okay, the atlas. Let's see where this atlas was made. So first of all, oh my God. This atlas was printed in 2010 (laughs) in Canada. Because already in this atlas, the boot is gone. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a spat with a New Orleans tentacle. And you can really see how Lake Pontchartrain is nearly in the Gulf. Yeah, I mean, Lake Pontchartrain is in the Gulf. There's almost no more Lake Pontchartrain because it's almost just like an inlet of the Gulf. It's Bay Pontchartrain. So, there's that. Ooh, yeah. So, in 2010, 38 football fields per day. Oh, my God, because there are whole sections already of this map and the sections we're particularly interested in that surely no longer exist. Because there are whole sections that are, like, already look like there's no land there. Yeah. I mean, the other... I mean, I, I think this front image, which shows you the sections of Louisiana on each page, how how the maps are divided, the table of contents, for instance. But I think what's really interesting to me is that the sum of all of these maps forms the boot shape, but the bottom piece of that is now all water. Right. So the iconic Louisiana shape is maintained on this page, but you can see how water is infiltrating what was solid land Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that's like so fascinating about this is this map is, I mean, this is seven years old. Wow. I still trust the map, though. Yeah. I don't know why. Because the map is going to help us understand where we're trying to go that we can possibly put in the GPS. 
mm-hmm. to like sort of triangulate a system of how to get to the end of the world. I think that's right. We did some Googling to find end of the world Louisiana to see if other people had thought about this. And indeed, Venice, Louisiana is called the end of the world. So we have our maps. Yep. We have a car. Yep. I think that's all we need. We have snacks. We do have snacks. Because I don't know what's going to be at the end of the world. (laughs) It's important to bring snacks. I have a towel in my car because it's always important to have a towel. We have two towels that I brought. We are well stocked on the towels. We are toweled. (laughs) We are snacked and toweled and we are ready to find the end of the world. can go along the Mississippi River. It is basically where the Mississippi River turns into the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Um, but I feel like what our listeners should know is that it's not like here's the point, right? The one point at which Mississippi River whole raging river all the way across like we think of the Mississippi and then Gulf of Mexico. No, it is a, it's a delta, right? Yes, it is a delta. And so there's a series of canals and waterways that the Mississippi becomes. Yes. And uh, we're in Plaquemines Parish. Right. It's pretty amazing to me how quickly the city of New Orleans disappears when you're coming this way. Like, it's already pretty suburban. Um, just lots of small neighborhoods, houses. But appear to be like ranch homes almost. Right. Some of them. I mean, this could look like any neighborhood in the South right now. Mm-hmm. Or any other really flat, rainy place in America. <laughs> um, so. Why are we doing this? So, I think... So, we started out this morning, and it is a dreary day. So, there are some concerns that the end of the world is going to be washed out, that these roads are going to be unpassable. We crossed over um, the Mississippi on a bridge, and you could only see mist. You could not see the city of New Orleans. You could not see any sort of structures indicating lived here. Um, it was just missed. One second. We're passing the Chevron, a Chevron refinery, Oronite, Oak Point plant, and on one of the signs back there it said Chevron. No one gets hurt. Period. Ever. Period. Yeah. 
Chevron. Yeah. No one gets hurt, period, ever, period. There was another sign that just said that. Interesting. Wow, that's a hell of a slogan. It kind of makes me think if I go to work and the sign out front is like, no one gets hurt, ever. It's like, who was talking about getting hurt? <laughs> I think there's two... I don't know. I do, I Have there been any Chevron major oil spills? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't imagine that no one who works for Chevron has ever gotten hurt. I mean, I guess they're saying, oh, we're above and beyond with safety. Yeah. But, like, that's as if, like, cancerous refinery chemicals aren't going to kill you anyway. Or just cutting up the land. Dispossessing <coughs> folks. Drilling in the ocean doesn't have harmful consequences that may not be direct physical injury. I mean, that's what's really interesting as we make this trip down. I think we're going to see higher gas prices, which seems so bizarre to me. It's right there. Right. Like, all of these people, I imagine a lot of these people whose homes and we're passing and we're going to be seeing are people who work to pull fossil fuels out of the ground. Right. And then because of the expense of having to pipe it back, have it refined, and then carry it back through pipelines and tankers back to them, it's more expensive. Their gas is more expensive, even though they are the very people at the edge of the earth doing this work. Getting kind of flooded. 
I mean, I think I have a little bit of like, I, I mean, there's just so much life happening here, but not human life, if that makes sense. This is just how close the water line constantly is to the road. Right. Yeah, we're basically driving in the Gulf of Mexico right now. Oh, there's another Nissan. That made me feel good to see another small car just now. I feel like we haven't seen another small car for like an hour. I like what they've done with the speed bumps in this neighborhood, which is they're just large, thick pieces of rope strung across, of like, dock rope strung across the road to make your ass slow down. <laughs> is there actually like a marina, um, like a, oh yeah, look, here's a fish, here's a bait shop. Venice Marina, uh... Because there's usually like a place where you can maybe sit out and have a beer and... Oh yeah, there's a little deck. We can sit out and... I don't know, it's 11. I can drink a beer at 11 o'clock or Wouldn't something. the first time I've done it. Nope, me either. <laughs> Alright, let's go in. So do you want to go down and walk on the dock? Sure. Can we take these out there? Oh, we can't even get to the dock right now. Look. There's somebody... Somebody was out there. I know. They probably came off another boat. We could get down that dock. I'm not going to walk down that dock in front of everyone sitting at this restaurant because I have a feeling I'm going to fall and bust my ass and fall in the water. I don't I mean, want to be rescued today. <laughs> like, an important consideration to whenever you wake up to you. How do you feel about being rescued today? I just don't feel good about it. So Kelly has uh, decided to make friends with this fisher guy to ask him about how it is to fish with an alligator next to him. It's a pretty big alligator and it is swimming at a good clip. Kind of away from us now. Seems to be hanging out with the fisherman and Kelly. Kelly, who initially wanted to get back in the car because there might be an alligator, has now decided that we should pull over to get as close to the alligator as possible. So, um, 
If I don't get eaten by an alligator, you'll hear this episode. are also wet. So we did you get a picture of how the road is? Yeah. Like this is just the end of the road. Oh my goodness. Wow. It is really interesting to see the birds landing on the pipelines of the refinery. Yeah. Like these super rare birds. And then, so right now what we're seeing is to our right, as we are departing from the, the southernmost point of Louisiana, we've turned around. To the right we have this refinery and all of these machines and pipes coming out of the landscape. And the right is probably the, the more coastal part. There's, there's water line there. And to our left, it's all... It's all estuary space marsh so we have like the pinnacle of like industrialism on one side like that's that's the future of the world oh god that makes me a little scared
I'm struggling with like you and I as outsiders to this place, like trying to drive south to get to this place to look at it, to then ask like, well, what did what were we looking for? I mean, are we just like, you know, lazy bad ethnographers trying to look around? Yeah. And everyone who stopped us or saw us, like, asked what we were doing. Right. I mean, I was thinking about this. To be fair, the first person who stopped, we were wading through road water chasing egrets. I wasn't chasing egrets. <laughs> following. Following egrets. I was trying to see how deep the water was. Right. Like, I had seen an egret catch a fish out of the road. <laughs> right. In a relatively low, you know, Mazda hatchback. Since I've been home, to a person, every single person has asked me the same question. Can you guess what it is? I don't know. Every single person has said, was, is this because of Hurricane Katrina? Interesting. And I was like, no, it's because I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that like coastal erosion sped up anytime there's a storm that happens. Mm -hmm. But this is because... I was like, no, this has been going on since the oil and gas industry has, like, carved up this part of the world with canals to lay pipe. They dredge canals. They lay the pipe. And these aren't canals in a sustainable way, like in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. right? This, these aren't canals to allow cities to exist. Right. These are canals dredged to lay oil and gas pipeline. And that's been going on for 50 years. Right. Like, this isn't... To me, it's very curious that every single person has tried to attach that to the memorable event rather than realizing it's the slow pace of our dependence on oil and gas. Mm -hmm. And two, I mean, I think there's something about the sort of disaster politics there, right? A hurricane is not a thing you can control. A hurricane is a thing that comes, that happens to you. It is not a thing you cause. But if we admit that the hurricane, the effects of the hurricane were exacerbated by man-made canals, by industry, then we are culpable. Absolutely, right? Like, we are doing this. Yeah. And it's not for me, like I said, I don't think life is going to go away at the end of the world. But maybe if we like life as we know it, or for the world to exist, we have to give up life as we know it. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling between whether or not we have to change life as we know it and admit a certain type of dependence on what's created this situation, or... Do we realize, like, we killed ourselves? (laughs) I mean, those birds and those alligators, like, they're going to be fine. Yeah. We're not going to be fine. And maybe we shouldn't. Right. I mean, it's interesting that we couldn't leave this place without having some sort of ideological reckoning in our own minds, right? That you can't be confronted with this space and then just leave 
and say that it was a cool adventure. who made this episode possible. Anne, Tony, and all of the people who showed us kindness along our journey. We'd also like to thank Jenny and Chip Lightwise Goff for their New Orleans hospitality. About South is brought to you from the historic West End of Atlanta, Georgia. Kelly Vines is the original co-producer. This season, Ajoa Danso joins us as a new co-producer, and Lindsay Baker is our marketing director. Music is by Brian Horton. You can find his music at brianhorton.com. You can find us online at aboutsouthpodcast.com. Please listen and subscribe to About South at iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're glad to be back with you this second season, and we're having a special event for all of our listeners on August 4th. Stay tuned for more details. Next week, we talk to Monique Verdan of the United Homa Nation as she discusses in detail how the oil and gas industries have affected her tribal community in southeastern Louisiana. Until then, take care of yourselves and let us know what you think about our first episode. <laughs>